Hello, hello, hello. Hello, sorry. That was giving me dear. Hello. <laughs> okay. We're keeping that in. <laughs> hello and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. Thanks for joining us again. My name is Tolu. Ladies, introduce yourself. Chantel here. Hey, everyone. I'm Natalie. Hi. Wow, almost got that, you know, snappy. Not quite there, but maybe the next time. Anyway, moving on swiftly. Like, come on, ladies. Come on, on, make it snappy. Anyway, as per usual, if you've listened to us before, but also if you haven't, you can follow us at BWW Podcast UK. That's on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. You can also check out our website as well, www.blackwomenworking.com. And you can also find us on LinkedIn as well. Just look for Black Women Working. We have a little space in a network there, which makes all of the sense in the world. So now the housekeeping is out of the way. Today's topic. <laughs> you guys are looking at me like, oh, crazy. I just feel like, I I'm just feel like you need to go to like amateur drama club and get it out of your system. <laughs> Well, I, I did get an. I actually, I'll come and support you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I actually did get an A in drama and theatre studies at um, A level, so AS level even. So it's not you know the not, talent is within. Scripts. Yeah, exactly. But you're not done, babes. You're not done. <laughs> you're not done, and it's it's okay. Do I have pivot? Yeah. She, she's saying I need to show up at, what's it, Catford Theatre and one, one pantomime at Christmas. Absolutely, why not? How far oh, would that be? What's in boots? Exactly what I'm thinking. Why great. not? Like, you are going to piss me off. Stop, stop, stop diverting me from what I'm here for today. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry for the support. Sorry. No, don't recommend me for pantomime. I belong on the stage. I belong in, what's that one in the central <laughs> London? Oh, that's where I belong. Oh, <laughs> One of them ones. You gotta start somewhere. <laughs> okay, a young Arcola, I don't mind. Hey, I'm ready for you. Along on the stay in the West End. These times we're just trying to help you stop with your random accents in the middle of recording, and we're catching bullets like uh, this. Tears oh, in my yeah. eyes. Oh, well, do you know what? It feeds I, perfectly. I support it. It feeds perfectly into the topic because today's topic is actually finding your passion and it feeds really well into like the working on me. Um, I laugh. <laughs> it feeds really well into the working on me theme. Um, you know, work doesn't just have to be about work as well. Um, you know, we're strong believers in like finding your passion inside and outside of work is important before. I think we actually have had a topic which kind of speaks to this on a fringe level. Historian, you'll have to remind me, obviously I don't have a clue. Um, but I think in general, you know, we've acknowledged the ways in which, you know, <clears throat> pursuing our passions can enhance our personal and our professional lives as well. It gives us something to live for, something that encourages creativity and also something that can pull out skills, which we can then apply in the workplace. Now, believe it or not, (laughs) I have information from a Forbes article. These guys are going to be laughing because they understand why I say believe it or not. Yeah, listen, I told you, I know how to, to pull these things together quickly. So according to a Forbes article um, in 2019, which is about building your passion, 
It says, while pursuing your passion at work is known to increase work engagement and job performance, it's both unrealistic and risky to rely on work as the only means through which to do so. And I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's really, really important. To me, between your passion and your work, what if you are an actor and that's what you're passionate, like, or a musician? Well, how many actors and musicians do so much more than music and acting? They have musicians mm-hmm. that become actors, mm-hmm. actors that become... It's true. They start actors, you often music. find they they were, you know, they can sing, they can dance. Mm-hmm. They did all manner of things. And so it was really interesting to read that in such um, distinct terms. I never thought I'd get um, that kind of research based on this thing because they that article also kind of highlighted the danger and the risk of making your passion your job it and some of fired. the... But also the strain that can come with that and the passion that you can lose because you've now made it something that's a source of income and things like that. But that's digressing slightly from the angle that I kind of wanted to take this in. Um, But a point to make that exactly some things that you just want to protect without pressure. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the article also acknowledged, just as I said now, these extracurricular activities can be a way to develop new skills, meet new people and communities or decompress, which I think was a really important point, which I wanted to spend a little time on, because finding your passion is important, yes, because of all the reasons of the above but also it can be an outlet as well you know we've said it in episodes before we spend a lot of time in our workplace if we make our whole lives our workplace what are we doing to kind of step back from that what are we doing to kind of decompress and I, I'm really passionate about this topic because you know there's so many things that I have done outside of work and literally one of the core reasons is because even if I liked the job that I was doing it wasn't enough. It wasn't fulfilling me enough. It wasn't edifying me enough. It did not feel like I had a purpose other than just to be a rat running on the wheel. And I can run on the wheel very well yeah. and for long periods of time. But actually, also, even rats need a break. <laughs> oh, please. It reminds me of like, you know, when I'm working with year 11s and year 10s and you're like, you've got to write your personal statement in your seat. Mm. And when we're talking to young people, like by force, by force, you must have other things to say. You can't just be on the computer. What will you write in your CV? And mm-hmm. then like, as we get older, That's sometimes, what we, end up sometimes doing. we forget that. And then yes, how embarrassing is it if someone says to you, what do you do? What do you do outside of work? What do you do for Netflix. fun? And, mm-hmm. and you're limited to what a teenage would, teenager would say, oh, I, I watch Netflix, I play on my phone. Let me tell you something. Let's talk about one of Natalie's favorite um, subjects, which is men. Because a lot of the times, when we ask them what they do outside of getting money, forex, and whatever stupid, don't even bring up no forex. They do. They have no interest outside of work. It's just Premier League. That's nothing. <laughs> what? What are you? What are you bringing to the table? Marcus does not watch football. I don't really like dating. Men. I, I, I never said Marcus though. Let Marcus be Marcus. We, we're talking about in general here. Like, what are we bringing to the table, fam? <laughs> what are they bringing to the table? What? They, they got no further passions. Now, obviously, I know that's a generalizing statement. Don't come for me. Well, actually, come for me if you like. I'll come for you back. I don't care. <laughs> but it just highlights how important 
like finding your passion is gen in general in life it speaks to so many different areas of your life not even just like your professional life but also your interpersonal relationships if you don't have passions outside of your work it's very hard to like connect with people who are not connected to the specific work that you do or the industry that you're in as well like some people are like that I'm like what do you talk about like with your significant other because you you're a bit dry to me like do you just talk about bills, just, I don't know watch Google box maybe they build maybe they build habits together maybe yes. they're just happy being each mm-hmm. other's presence mm-hmm. and having like you know each each what I'm trying to say in the long run mm-hmm. is own. however I do agree with you it's nice to be with someone that has interests and then you have interests and you both have things that make you more interesting people. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, and I think, oh, go on, Shan, go on. I think there are, there are like a couple of challenges there. So on one hand, it's like you can be really passionate and interested in things, but as time goes on and we get older, you find less time. Mm-hmm these things so the that is true yeah that absolutely. I enjoy doing you know or being part of certain clubs it's like well work doesn't facilitate that because I yeah. get home at six and I'm now tired. I've got responsibilities or I'm tired so it in that respect it can be challenging and I guess there's a, a conversation piece about how we nurture our passions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the other challenge for me is something that I was talking about with a friend um perhaps last year even where we were we were reckon we were reckoning with you know why aren't we doing more things of interest outside of work and this thing about being good and being excellent and not wanting to start from the bottom like for Mm me first of all I'm generally not that interested in art like I am but not that but for me to be like oh I'm gonna start painting or go into a painting class like I know it's something that I can't do so Mm because I'm not good at it or you know to take up a dance class I know that I'm not good with choreographed dance moves so I don't want to do something that I'm not going to be good at but in the same in the same breath but that's like, what builds character it builds, like it's not just you I feel like that very much so with a lot of things that I want to do outside work and there is like mm. everything you do you, be you have to be excellent at or you have to monetize you have to monitor oh thank yeah. you and, and I, I think it builds character to be like, I'm going to be totally SH. <laughs> I'm going to freaking do it anyway. And I'm going to love every moment of it, even though I'm going to be horrible. Yeah. And, mm. that, and, that's a, and that's a working on me piece. And I feel like a bit of a hypocrite because part of finding your passion, not just nurturing them, is exposing, or at least what I do with the kids. Exploring as well. To different it's a um, challenge experiences yeah. right so mm-hmm. I send my children to classes and workshops and summer schools and be like you never try that do it mm-hmm. and, and then me Misha am I am I going to do new experiences? you know what you're bringing back core memories for me because like and this was I feel like I was in my early to mid 20s at this point and I was still trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do as a curator that's still a work in progress by the way <laughs> But basically, back when there was actually money in the account in the in the government, yeah, mm. they used to some boroughs across London used to run these summer universities where yeah, you could I just get that, involved yeah. in different like classes and stuff. And listen, trust and believe, I would be the oldest there by like four or five years. But I did one. Um, photoshop design course mm-hmm. i did another i just did every single kind of creative thing that i could find and i could do and i enjoyed it so much met like 
different people, different age groups and stuff. But I really had to throw myself out there and not care what other people thought. I knew that uh, I'd probably be one of the oldest in the cohorts and the stuff. And I always usually was the oldest. But just for the pure fact that I knew that I wanted to get experience or learning in these areas and there was no other way. Like I didn't have money to go on courses or anything like that. So point holes and these opportunities don't exist. So actually yeah. Finding your passion also means investing in yourself. It's, yeah. Pay for it because there's not much that's free out there. Not There are, but not much. As I think that that's a really important point to raise as well, because now there's not so many of these things out there. I, was, I think I was speaking to someone about this the other day. Someone is a teacher. And he was like, yeah, those things don't exist anymore. And it's like, and even at the time, I wouldn't say those things were necessarily easy to find. I literally had to sit and Google. Had to look for them. Exactly. I had to look for some of these things. But the one difference between when I was at that age, what's that? It's like 10 years ago. And now. That's 10. Is that, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's like, yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to get you back for that. But nowadays, you don't even have to leave your house to kind of acquire these skills sometimes. There's Online YouTube. course or something like that, yeah. And these youngers love TikTok. I'm not on it. I don't think I can join it. I think that will totally, like, degrade my brain entirely. But there's so many of these... Um, channels and resources that definitely 100% um, I think young people are engaging with now and um, although to be honest with you I think some of it is rotting their brains entirely but um, I think part of finding your passion as well if you don't have the resources is finding a way making a way for yourself like one of my passions yeah is photography how and why did I start that I can't necessarily remember I think I just thought oh let me just pick up a camera or just like let me just try it out I bought one cheap camera off one secondhand database whatever it came with a very good deal 500 pounds for the camera the case some oh, lenses some great. filters everything um wow I really had money did I really have money like that in my account anyway sure I bought it and that spurred a passion in me to do photography and the more I practiced it the more I became better at it I I joined for one of these free classes again one workshop where they were doing photography taught us certain elements and skills like that and I think another element of finding your passion as long along with sacrifice and maybe having the resources is also seeking mentors as well I've that term mentors, I don't have one. I don't think I've ever had one. And I'm I'm really, what's the word, iffy about it all. I don't know why. Oh, there's no, why there's no, problem. I'm just like, I feel like people just throw out mentors, 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 mentors. Anyhow, I think mentoring can occur in a number of contexts. But anyway, I digress. When I say mentors, what I basically mean is if you see someone doing something that you like or you want to do, it's okay to kind of reach out to them and see if you can, you know, shadow them, do those kind of things. But again, it speaks to, we've got to remember, as Shan said, the older you get, <clears throat> the less time you have because you've got to focus on responsibilities. And I think <clears throat> this is why I really want to, <clears throat> sorry, highlight with this topic how important it is to get exploring this kind of thing, your passions, as soon as you can, because the older you get, the harder it is to set that time aside to do these things. And, you know, it's it's a conversation I've had with you guys often, like how frustrated I am that I can't do a lot of the things that I used to do, like so many of the things. It's just because yeah. I have to prioritise. So I want to encourage anyone listening to this, like get started on it, on it right now. You know, life is long, God willing, but also time is limited and you'll have to split yourself in more different particles and pieces the older you get. So I guess one of the questions actually that pieces 
yeah, particles of pieces and atoms and nano whatevers. I one of the questions what I wanted to ask you guys is that obviously we're very passionate about this topic. We speak about it quite a lot in many of our episodes. But really and truly, at what point did you realize? you had to work on finding your passion. Shan, you've mentioned that, you know, in school you encourage it. I don't remember being encouraged about anything like this in school, to be honest with you. So how did you come to a place where you were like, actually, yeah, this is something that I need to, like, nurture? For myself? Mm. Um. So I feel like there's, I've, I've never been the sort of person who just goes home and just goes home. So on a basic level, even if you you want to call it the basic of interest, like I've always maintained gym and health and mm. running. Um, but to be fair, as a younger, I used to run for my borough. So yeah, you said that. Yes. So it's like continuing. A- so part of me doing a little 5k here, a little 10k here, or whatever the thing is, is still like giving a nod to the fact that I I, I ran, I was into athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never really been a person that like goes home and does nothing. Um, but <clears throat> like my grandma used to say only boring people are bored. Only, yeah, only boring people are bored. So if you're sat there and you're like, I'm bored, I'm bored, yeah, I'm bored, I'm bored. Then I'm, then in my brain I've got, well, I'm being boring. So what do I want to or need to do and coming from a black household anytime that you're just sat down sitting you it's don't illegal for someone's going to be like go pick up a book so <laughs> the idea of still reading as an adult again maybe some people see some people might say well that's like the bottom tier of interests mm. but actually making it your business to find books and authors that you're interested in and then making sure that you allocate the time to get through those books is something um so like those are some of my basics that I maintain and then like I just know there's you know you why why sit down and look at the world through your window or through your screen and be in awe at other people and be like oh I love that photography or look at what they've created Mm. I'm all I'm like curious as to could I do that? How do they do mm. like those curious questions? And, and then I might start to unpick it and see, oh, actually, to make that thing, you're going to need this, this, this resource or this, this, this time and be like, yeah, that's not for me. But equally, like, I am the sort of person who I have. So even at my big age, I have so many arts and crafts things like I have a Cree cart where yeah, that's where you, you do like, the personalization like and stuff. And it's just like. I don't always want to sit with just myself. I want to sit with myself and stretch my brain to mm-hmm. think, just to do something. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck in a comfort zone, basically. And I think a lot of us, um, I'm not speaking for myself personally, but <laughs> I think a lot of people in general, um, they really love their comfort zone and they don't really want to, once they're you know, earning whatever they need to earn, and they have the things that they're creature comforts in life. They don't really want to um, expand mm. in that in any fine. other facet or way. No, you know, I don't fix it. What do you talk about? So even if you've got lots of money and you're able to do every brunch, every dinner, every holiday, like so, when we're there, what will we talk about? Like, 
I can't just talk about cost of living. Who pays on the first date? I can't just talk about... Yeah, we need to stop. As a community, as a community, we need to stop talking about that. Sorry. I just... About what? Who pays on the first date? Like, if I see (laughs) about who pays, who pays for like... (sighs) Let's be there. Or say back. say your wife and your 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 your, husband your mom are getting into the car. Who should sit as a community? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like, as a community, we have to stop. Doing I agree with you, hundred percent. I interrupted you, That's but I just we can do we can do it after work. Women, we got no, to... but it, it speaks to the point because the devil plays around with idle minds. Like when you've got nothing better to do, that's when you'll be having stupid mm. conversations. Mm-hmm. But to throw the question back to you, Natalie, what? At what point in your life did you realise that you need to pursue, find a passion, pursue it, or just even be curious and explore these things because you understood, like, the intrinsic value it brought to you as an individual? I would say now. Mm, okay. So, actually, no, I would say, so I'll just be honest, I've always had interest in certain things and kind of, like, picked at and jumped in, and then I've always had um, work be, like, so much me that I couldn't really do things that I want to do so I think there's different mm. people be like what are you talking about you do black girls book club you do this podcast you've done diversity things those things aren't me just doing something for me like just for me that I like to do that it doesn't matter if anybody sees them or if anybody doesn't see them I've still done it because I'm happy so in it like if it was like I wanted to do pottery I'm not doing pottery to become a pottery person and run pottery classes mm. or anything like that mm-hmm. in pottery to have some unevenly shaped cups and vases and bowls in my house and just be like wow I can't believe I made that mm-hmm. and I think before where I used to have ideas it always used to involve participation from other people or be for like a greater good and now I just want to do things based on like I just want to do it just because I want to do it just mm-hmm. I just want it to do it because it's fun and I don't have to be good at it I think also like let's not ignore even though some of the things that we might have done previously, whether that's like, you know, being chair of X society or whatever, you know, mentoring diversity, mm-hmm. some of those interests, as much as they seem quite professional. But they're not, I don't learn, put their interests though. I, I wouldn't call them passions. If you're, oh, if you're yeah. kind of, yeah, I wouldn't but label them. What if you're genuinely, like, can you genuinely be passionate about being a leader? Yes. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. So then those things feed into... I'm giving myself opportunities to practice and build my leadership, even though it then serves other people, it serves organisation. I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from a little bit. Um, I feel like you weren't doing it for that, though. You were doing it to kind of, like, gain a particular set of skills, yeah, or help others. It wasn't like, oh, I'm passionate about that. It's just like, oh, this might be good. You can tell me if I'm wrong. And then passion needs to be something that's creative. No, I think, I think what passion needs to be is something that is is personal, something that you would do if 10,000 people were watching or if 10 people were mm. watching. Or and if I, none were watching. If none were watching. Mm. And I think I think that's the difference. And I think where you've had, like, the kind of side hustle craziness and people turning things that were hobbies into full-grown careers and that mm. being played, replayed, sometimes you sometimes something simple that could just be fun for yourself it's like it's not of value if it's not other people doing it say for example like told I know for a fact you've taken like photos of events and things like that and done professional photography but when you first picked up your camera you just wanted to experience and understand what photography was and just take good photos and it's Mm -hmm. like like now we're in a situation especially because of social media 
that when people start things, they don't just start things to start things. They start things to start a platform, a thing, a this. Um, Yeah. And so for me, I'm just kind of like, I'm being about, so for example, I know that to the day I die, I'm going to love reading. I love reading. If I read and I'm reading a book that 100 women are reading at the same time, if I read and I'm reading by my goddamn self, I know for a fact nothing is going to stop me. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm trying it to say? It doesn't have to be a book club. It, it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be a book club. It doesn't, no. have, it doesn't have to be a, a thing. So that's what I kind of mean. And I, like, for example, and I feel like there's passions on like, there's passions like on a lot of different levels. So you can be passionate about something up to a tune of 10, but passionate about something up to a tune of yeah. 100. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you're passionate up to a thing about 10, say, for example, diversity in the workplace, is because it involves other people and they participate in it, people might be thinking, oh, you're, that's that's your passion. But really what your passion is, is like riding your bicycle from London to Brighton and back. And you might just do that by yourself. I know I had a boy. Yeah do that and that's when I realized black people I've did that, that as well see exactly I didn't even I can't even ride a bike but that might just you might just love riding bikes yeah, and that's something yeah exactly yeah. and that might be your thing but until I had this conversation I didn't know that mm. because I see yeah. so many other things that you do mm. that you're passionate about mm. so that's yeah, what so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not that guy I don't post every element yeah. of life, but we all have always had a bike that's the thing in our house we so that's something you are passionate about and that's what you you love doing as a family Mm -hmm. see that's like me with recycling (laughs) no 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 excuse me i mean mean upcycling no there's a little greta thunberg in me i'm very passionate about this put things in the right bin bag no i am in the right bin bag i'm passionate about that and if i have been stuff in the block of my flats yeah and i see stuff in the pure rubbish bin that should have been put in the recycling bin I get very upset about that. So we have some- oh, I thought you were going to say you put it in a recycling because I was going to like, it's too far, mate. No, it's too too far. I, don't, I don't want no diseases, but I do get proper, like, I want to, yeah, so I relate to you on that level. But <laughs> until we anyway, have we wouldn't have known, right? That, right, you guys have spoken about yourself enough. Let me talk about myself. <laughs> yes, girl. So okay. as you were speaking, I was thinking, let me apply the question to myself. And I realised, yeah, that I actually started very, very young. Like, when I was, like, six, seven, eight, I used to write these poems. <laughs> Just, oh. I used to write poems, yeah. And sometimes I think I would share some of them with my mum. Like, silly, like, there was a cat uh, in the ha- that kind of thing. That's where you start, and then, and then, and it made me remember. It brought back memories of oh my gosh, yeah. When I was a teenager, I used to write song lyrics. Like I literally had a notebook. I've always just been writing. Writing is still a passion as well. Now, riding the wave, riding the wave. So short story series that's coming back at some point. It was supposed to be this year. It might be next year. But you know what? I wrote for the first time the other week, and it was a, it was a long poem. It's actually based on something like quite tragic like an accident that happened near me where this guy got killed um, on a motorcycle but um it was the first time I had written in a severely long time like written in that way I write little bits and pieces sometimes when I'm on the tube or whatever but um yeah it's just I think for me I'm one of those people I don't know why I don't know where it comes from it's just intrinsically been in me to just explore different I don't know lanes of creativity so I think for some people it's going to be intrinsically in them but other people 
they're going to have to nurture that. And I wanted to kind of bring up like who is responsible for that nurturing, because at the end of the day, we still have to kind of understand that it is quite a privilege, actually, to pursue your passions. Um, there's a lot of people who simply don't have the time, energy or resources to do that because they're so focused on I need to get food on the table for the next day. Yeah. Like my kids need this, that and the, the other. Capacity. They don't have the exactly. So. Thinking about who is responsible for that, I want to take it back to the Forbes article again, because what the Forbes article said in terms of finding passions or people being able to build passion is it said leaders must step in to encourage and support workers by scheduling more predictable time off, i.e. allowing employees to choose time protected from potential work requests, offering volunteer or extracurricular programs, or simply encouraging people to think about what gets them excited. Again, this article is very powerful because I've never seen anything like this in my life. And say, it, I don't think anyone's ever, I've had that in my whole 12 year career. So that's the funny thing. As I read to the end of that, again, I realised that again, this is something that my current workplace actually encourages. So we have... Um, Sounds like mm, a good workplace. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is good. So they have this scheme called Me and Us Days. And basically you get a day. So this is outside of your ordinary allowance of annual leave. Um, the Me Day is a day that you can take off just for like for yourself, do anything that you want to. And then the Us Day is basically a day that you take to go and volunteer with whichever charity whatever it is that you want to do but basically you have that within it's it's outside of your normal allowance for holidays and you can use that to go and volunteer do whatever you, it is that you do sometimes people even feedback um about the stuff that they've done in presentations and things like that um so I think that's a good example of like encouraging people even if you don't have a particular passion that you want to pursue yourself a form of compassion can be you know uplifting and encouraging other people supporting people who are supporting others as well and so you've already said you've never experienced anything like that before Natalie but um Chantel have you how important do you think it is for workplaces to provide that outlet um I think it's important I think it's important just because you know, as we always and always and keep saying, we spend so much time at work. Um, I just think it it might look different um depending on where you work. So again, speaking to schools, you know, teachers will have a choice. You I say you have a choice. Part of building your profile and and climbing the ladder is about your whole school participation. And so teachers will have a choice about what extracurricular clubs they run. So just because I'm a geography teacher doesn't mean that I couldn't do the Pilates class oh, okay. um, either across the school or with staff. And so those opportunities present themselves. The problem is, I think sometimes when it's um, in, in that example, when it's work related or work aligned, like there's still a pressure to to make it something like yeah. well are you going to do a, a tournament are you are you going to interact with other schools other clubs you know what do you know how do you know the beginning point the end point what do people get out of it and it's like actually I'm just passionate about doing a bit of Pilates so maybe work isn't the place for that if it means that it comes with certain um terms and conditions and such yeah. um expectations, expectations. That's the right word. Be able to do something without any expectations you're just doing it because you're just doing it mm. 
And like I've never worked for a, a school that does this, but I know that schools, schools that have that, that have the me days. And it's literally like you've got X amount of days a year to for some that could just be one where you're allowed to do something. Literally, people have said that feeds their soul. And I know that's just a day. Um, and your passion extends beyond that. But work actually recognizing that you need some time to yourself to yourself for and yourself and I know we have annual leave and you can choose what you do at annual leave but I think that is quite a careful responsibility of the workplace in terms of looking after well-being in, in outside of saying yeah you have 25 days annual leave saying mm. actually one of your working days we would like you to allocate to this thing as a as a, I think it's a it serves as a gentle reminder to to dip into things so it is important what that looks like for different workplaces um and I guess for the, for the leaders in in the room thinking about how how do we facilitate that um yeah it's an interesting thought for me because I don't know what that would look like in my current team I don't even know if we've actually discussed this yet already here but um what do you think pursuing your outside passions has brought to your work how have you seen the benefits of that in your work if Maybe you have a leader mm. yeah because when I because I think I wasn't being transparent because after like therapy and stuff and retrospect and hindsight on 2020 whatever you call it I've been able to see that a lot of the stuff that I did when I was a lot earlier in my career in terms of diversity, getting helping people get jobs, mentoring and sponsoring people was because I, I wasn't really getting opportunities to really get the best work and do the best work. And I wasn't happy with my position mm. at my workplace. And so I kind of filled certain desires via outside, even though it was industry related. So like at work, I could be like, I need to take this afternoon off because I'm doing this. It wasn't like I'm just doing something completely different. But it built my network as well, because I know I keep talking about my network, but if I didn't do half of that diversity stuff, no one in my industry would have known who I was. And that's mm. been, been, benefited me from finding my tribe, from just all like opportunities and things like that. And then separately as well, it was just an outlet for me to just really shine outside of the minimal basic work I was being given at my desk. And it always mm. made me realise that things were more important than work. So, yeah, those type of things. Uh, yeah. for, for me, I would say, I guess, like, without even realising, it just allows you to function as a human being. Yeah. Because at least you're doing something that makes you happy, even if it is small, small, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, an hour yeah. a week. Like, I can't imagine what would my life have been for the last 20 odd years if I literally just came home and, and watched TV. I, I don't know who I would be. How old does that make you now? I said the last 20 odds. <laughs> What's your problem? What's your problem? I'm, I'm talking, you just hush now. Um, but thanks for that. <laughs> but um, obviously I've got friends, you, you know, you would have social time. But I think it it definitely, as Natalie was saying, builds character because that whole resilience, that whole mm. thing, that the willingness to learn something and go through a pain threshold when it's something that you enjoy is mm. obviously then easier to apply when it's something harder because you've got that grit. Um, and then I would say, like, 
in terms of work and promotion applications, I, I'm not someone who shies away from sharing what I do in my extracurricular time. And if anything, I know for some employers, they they might add it as a question of caution because perhaps they're concerned. But, you know, that how do you do all of this? I think it, business. it speaks to my business. What's your front? That's what you need to know about. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks to my ability to manage my time. It speaks to my ability to say that, you know, I know how to prioritise both me, both my needs and wants and everything can fit in. That's how I'm yeah. You that I've done this job and done that job and can do the role you're asking, but I can also spend time baking and, and riding my bike. So <laughs> very, very well said. I think um for me personally, I think it's um enriched my professional um career in terms of the skills um and experiences that I've been able to bring into roles. I think that it's given me a wide breadth of experience in terms of working with a bunch of different people from lots of different um, backgrounds, um, which teaches you how to relate to different people. And the kind of roles that I've ended up in in my life have been roles where I need to be able to communicate with people of all levels and coming from all kinds of, I don't know, backgrounds, et cetera, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's given me those kind of key skills, but also like you, Shan, I've also publicized some of the extracurricular stuff that I've done as well. And that sometimes helped me to get jobs that I really, really enjoyed and learned even more skills um, on top of that. Um, so for me, it's been largely, not largely, but it's always been a positive experience. And um, it's also been a touch point to develop good relationships with people and build friendships in the workplace with people who are doing similar things. Um, so no, to, yeah. Two more, just two more things. Also. Make it quick, Gora. <laughs> also, it exposes you. So if you do say, for example, do a course where something an outsider or an external mm-hmm, is nurturing mm-hmm. that it exposes you to ways of working so it could be an yes. online learning platform and you're like oh this is what online learning online can before, look yeah. like and then it might be something you later along the lines translate exactly. to how you work at work so it exposes you to different ways of working and secondly just separately on the sort of working on me working on us theme it's, for me, it's important for my children to see what adulthood looks like. And I don't want them to see that you spend the majority of your life just going to work and coming home. I, I think it's important for me as a parent to role model what being, I try to, what being a wholesome person looks like. Yeah. Excellent. Well said. So, yeah, to round up then, we've spoken about, you know, how important it is to find your passions. You can do that by developing a curious mind, making sure that you are adaptable to new things as well as one of the key things that can come out of that. And it can make you represent yourself in a a better standing in terms of your work environment because you've learned skills outside of that. Um, so I think really that's a roundup to the topic. It's something that we could just talk about forever, but I think at this point now we've given you the keys and now you have to go away and you have to open the door and like, yeah, you've got to think about some things for yourself. 
we can take the horse to the water, but we can't force it to drink. All of these things that we discuss is ultimately a personal choice if you choose to, you know, apply them to your lives. Hopefully you will. And hopefully you see the benefit in them. And um, yeah, until the next time, you can find us as usual at BWW Podcast UK on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on LinkedIn, Black Women Working. Um, you can email us, blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. And you can check out our website, www www.blackwomenworking.com and till the next time that is it everybody say hey no everyone say bye bye <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs>